or under confusion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Check that in King James Version. It says what? It says every man according as he purposes in his heart. Because giving is supposed to come from your heart. See what the Bible says over there. It says every man according as he purposes in his heart. So let him give. Not what? Grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves. It is God who loves. We may be 50 of us here and one cheerful giver. God will be like, oh, of you 49, I don't care about you. I love a cheerful giver. It must come from your heart. If you, you see that you only give when major one, when a prophet, when a man of God has preached, you are not well spiritually. A very sound believer, they don't give because there's a sermon. They don't give because a preacher has preached. It is the part of their spiritual journey. It is part of their life. They know I am a child of God and I, ex I am expected to give to God because God loves a cheerful giver. If your giving begins to decrease, you begin to decline in giving. Just know that something spiritual is happening. There is no way a, a, a believer, a believer should be forced to give. Never. Never. It is a sign that something spiritually is going wrong. We are going to number what? Number six. You are not serious on evangelism. For you to know that you are backsliding. Let me say this to you. Let me say this thing to you. Any sound believer who know God saved them from sin. They don't like it when others are in the same things where they were before. You always want other people to, to be saved too. You always want some people to know what you know. The moment you're okay, you're okay. With your own brother, your own sister, living the way they are living, not saved, and you don't even pray for them. You're also on the way to backslide. A pure believer, they feel for others. They wish them to be saved. They pray for them. This is not for men of God. It is for a believer. The Bible says, if you do not bear fruit, you are cut off. What fruit? It is this fruit we are talking about. Where you want others to be saved. Others to receive the same salvation. You are so much concerned about salvation, evangelism, people to be saved. The Bible says, brethren, my great desire for Israel is that Israel must be saved. For I bear them record. Did you hear that? Romans 10 verse 1. It is for I, can you imagine? This is Paul. He says, my great desire, my prayer to God is for Israel to be saved. 
brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. When there is Israel there, put your family. My heart desire for my family is that my family should be saved. My heart desire for my community, for my country, for my people, every believer must have that mentality. If that is decreasing in you, you had a passion before, it's no longer there. You are falling spiritually and you need spiritual attention. Come on, tell the neighbor next to you. If you have, if you have a neighbor, tell that neighbor next to you, say, wake up. Signs you are falling spiritually. We have said what? There's a decrease in what? The more your passion for others is no longer there. Just look at your mother. You just look at your father, your brother, your sister. Everyone around you just like that. They know that something wrong is happening. You can't. You can't just be seeing people and you're okay. Let's go to number what? Number seven. You begin to associate yourself with non-believers. It is not wrong to chat with non-believers. This, this, okay, it's not wrong. But we are talking about association. You become friends with people who are not saved. There's a huge difference. What are they telling you? What are you learning from them? Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says what? Are you, are, you, are you understanding this? For you to know you're falling spiritually, all of a sudden, you're hanging out with your old friends. Before you know it, you are doing things. What they do? Uh, am I talking to somebody here? Come on, somebody say, I'm hearing you, prophet. Second Corinthians 6 verse 14. The Bible says what? Be you not NKJV. It says, do not be. This is not a request. It's a command. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Full stop. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? My friend, you are backsliding. Yes, you are in church, you are praying, but you have backslidden. There is no way your friends could be those people. Never. Ah, she's just my best friend. She's your best friend? Yeah. The Bible says what relationship is between you, the light, and your best friend, the darkness. Hmm. 
Quant communion. Quant relation. It says do not be unequally yoked together with non-believers. Now he's my friend. He's your friend. Yeah. What, what, what friendship do you have with that guy? What do you discuss? If you have a friend who is not a believer, whether you like it or not, you have fallen spiritually. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being a friend with somebody who doesn't believe? Can you imagine being a friend with somebody who is not saved? And shockingly, these are the people who you find attractive. Can you imagine? All, all the times, if you have a best friend or a close friend, is a gossiper. Are you okay? Are you following? Tell the neighbor next, if you have a neighbor, tell that neighbor that who is your friend? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you understanding this? Are you following this? The Bible says, do not be. And hear me, if you have a friend, if you have a friend, listen to me, who's not a believer? I'll, frankly, uh, unfortunately, the Bible says, do not be yoked with a such person. You need a friend who must say unto you, Though things are like this, but the Bible says you will rise again. Those are friends you need. Understand this. The friends you have, the people you communicate can distract you. Can you imagine last night you were praying? Father, I pray. I pray for a miracle. The following day you're with a friend who don't believe in miracles. How is your life? How do you manage? Me, I fail. How do you manage? How do you manage? How? 1 Corinthians 15.33 It says do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Evil company. Evil company. The company you're with. Can you imagine? You, you, are, you are with people who are not believers. Who don't believe like you. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Most people in church are deceived by friends. And you see some people, not, it's not because they're in church, then they're good people. There are so many people in church who are most even dangerous. You must discern such people. They'll come to you. Have you heard? Have you seen? Hey, did you hear? All they'll be telling you is negative energy. Stay away. They are evil people. They will corrupt you. They will corrupt you. Be careful with the environment, the friends you have. Can you imagine your friend say, ah, hey, hey, your friend, can we go out? Asking you to go out. A friend. You are not a person who go out. 
You are a seed of God. You are, can you imagine? Can you imagine the purpose and the plans God has for you? He even he says, I have great plans for you. Plans to give you a future. And I imagine you, you're now busy now, somewhere drinking alcohol. And God's like, look, look, look at this young girl. <laughs> look at this young girl. I have plans for her. See where she is. Not because she wants it, but she wants to please a friend. Tell the neighbor next to you, be careful. Be careful. Say louder, say, be careful. be careful. Signs you are backsliding. Number eight, people please us. You want to please people. I don't want them to think this. I don't want to think. Even some have denied Jesus. Do you go to their church? No, I don't go. If you are backsliding, the first addiction you, you develop is to please people. Please everyone. When people say bad things about you and your faith or about your church, you begin to separate yourself. You are a people pleaser. Hear me. The Bible says that no one will love us. Nobody. You can't save people. You can't please people. Where you are going is different. Where they are going is different. Come on, tell your neighbor. You are going a different direction. Say louder. I can't hear you. Say louder. Say, if you are developing this habit of pleasing people, you are backsliding spiritually. You are backsliding spiritually. It's like you want to please everyone. You want to please people. You want to please. No. Your, your prayer must be, I want to please God. Whether they love you or they don't, say, I want to please the Lord. Say louder. I want to please the Lord. Say it louder. I want to please the Lord. Now, let me give you the last one. Sign that you are backsliding spiritually. You begin to lose confidence in prayer. Confidence in prayer. Do you know when you are feeling somehow, the first thing that we think, I think I must meet a lawyer. Oh, all of us who use lawyers, we use legal practitioners, all of us, including myself. But our prayer is not, our faith is not in that lawyer. Our faith is on the lawyer. Trust you me. Our faith is in the name of the Lord. That lawyer, the devil can use him or God can use him. It's up to you. The matter is in your hands. Our confidence is not in the lawyer. Our confidence is in God. You cannot... Anything happening to you? Oh, I think, I think I'm, I, I, need, I need medication. Do not lose your confidence in God, in prayer. I believe that medication can treat you. Doctors will treat you. But I believe that God heals. Same medication you are taking, others took the same medication and they died of the same disease. But you were healed because God healed you. 
Never think it's medication you are where you are today. Doctors can treat you, but God will heal you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Your confidence in prayer must never depart. I know some people right now are taking treatments. We thank God for doctors and the treatments you're taking, but pray for those treatments. Pray for those treatments. Pray. Speak prayer. Declare prayer. Because others, the same treatments are dying. Imagine during COVID, people were dying. Same bed, you are sitting here, same sickness. A neighbor is dying and you're walking out. You must fear God. And some of you, you didn't even go to hospital. You took it. You didn't even realize it was COVID. What a protection of God over your life. Important people lost their lives. You must know this. It is a sign you are backsliding when you begin to lose confidence in prayer. Imagine saying statements like, I've been praying for a long time and nothing is changing and nothing has happened. You know, I've been, it is a sign you are backsliding. Like it or don't. But I'm telling you, a believer does not say statements like that. Someone who thinks are well with God, do not make such statements. They know. They know. They know. See the attitude of David. He says what? He says, the Lord is my light. He is my salvation. The wall may break around me, but I shall not fear. In this, I shall be confident. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Look at the, at the attitude of Zechariah. Micaiah. He says, though I have fallen, I will rise again. Never lost their confidence in prayer. Look at Hannah in the Bible. Everybody was laughing at her. You've been praying for years. And there's no baby until today. You have been fasting and praying. In fact, she was giving. The Bible says every year she was going to give. Nothing is happening on this wonderful day. The Bible says she made a prayer that changed everything. The moment you begin to lose confidence in prayer, things are not okay. I know you are looking for a job. I know you are praying for a miracle today. You need God to deliver you. There are so many things you want. But I want to tell you, if you do not fix the first problem, which is your spiritual life, you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. And tonight there is that opportunity that you can fix things with God. Wherever you are. What makes people to remain backslidden? Number one. There are only two things. The I am not as bad as I used to be mentality. Evil is evil. Devil is devil. Even if you remove D from devil, it still remains evil. Number two, the our ask for forgiveness mentality. I want to pray for somebody here today who might be watching me now 
and you want to fix your life. And you want to be a better believer. And you want to cut ties with certain people, certain things that are happening around your life. And you know that you love Jesus, but you are not happy with what is happening in your spiritual life. And you want to have that opportunity and moment to fix things. And you are tired. Some of you right here, it's an addiction. And you always backslide because there's an addiction. An addiction. You know what I'm talking about when I say an addiction. And you want to fix things. Trust you me. Trust you me. I know you need a job. I know you need a miracle, promotion. You need all these things that you need. But the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all things that you need shall be added to you. What shall you gain if you shall receive a breakthrough and have all the manners in the world and lose your own life? Jesus is calling for you and he wants you to fix your spiritual life. And he wants you to do that right now. And if you're watching me now and you say, prophet, I need to fix my life tonight. I don't, I don't want to wait for tomorrow. I believe that my life can be fixed. I'm tired of what is happening around me. I want to cut ties with every addiction around me, with every fear around me, with every bad friend around me. I want to cut off myself with anything that always comes to, to disrupt me. I want to cut myself off where you are watching me from or wherever you are, I want you to raise up that hand because God wants to fix you now. And he will do it now. This is important. Thank you, Jesus. Hear me. We're going to sing a song. Some of you, you sang first. And we're going to repeat this song today. Okay? I want you to make this decision from the depth of your heart. From the depth of your heart, from the depth of your heart, I can't do this anymore. I'm sick and tired of being in this level spiritually. I want my spirit to go up. I want to be right with my Jesus for he cares for me. I don't want to have any hindrance in my life. I don't want to have anything blocking my life. I don't want to have anything standing on my way. I want my life to be upright with the Lord. Rakahata. Lush. Father, these are your people. Everywhere you are, this is not a joke. It must, if you are raising up your hand, you must be serious. You must be serious. You must be serious. I want to fix my spiritual life. Today, prophet, all I want today, fix my spiritual life. The rest shall follow me. I cannot be loving breakthrough. And forgetting my spiritual life. I cannot be loving miracles. And neglecting my own spiritual life. Wherever you are. 
If you want this prayer to be done, I want you to believe God for this prayer. And raise up your hands. And follow me in this prayer. Heavenly Father. Say again, Heavenly Father. I pray tonight. Touch me with your mercy. I completely stand in your presence with humility and fear and ask for forgiveness. Please, those of you who can manage to stand, this is a prayer we, we are so serious before the Lord. If you are able to stand wherever you are, please stand up on your feet. Never forget this day. Never forget this day. There is one man in the Bible who lost who he was because of soup. He told his brother, he said, I want you to become me and I will become you. He said, how? He said, if you give me your soup, you take my birthright. Would you imagine? And the soup we're talking about in the Bible, he says it was a soup of beans. It wasn't even mushroom. Some of you right now, you are losing birthrights. Who you are, where you are supposed to be with useless things like soup. Your soup could be a friend. Your soup could be just alcohol. Somebody asked me, is alcohol a sin? Go and ask Jesus. He will tell you in the Bible. Do you know the whole reason the Holy Spirit came on earth? Was to replace alcohol. In those days, people were drinking wine. And then the Bible says, from now, you shall no longer take wine. I will send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came. It says, instead of wine, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now imagine the Holy Spirit is in you. And the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Now imagine where the Holy Spirit is to do what wine was doing in those days. The Holy Spirit would do what the wine was doing. Now imagine now you are taking alcohol on top. It's like you are telling the Holy Spirit, you are not doing it. You are not fixing my stress. As raise your hands, say, Heavenly Father. I stand in your presence with fear and trembling. I am ashamed of my mistakes. Heavenly Father, I completely denounce every mistake that I have been doing. I completely give my life in your presence. I ask for forgiveness. Wash me with your blood. Almighty Father, I pray for the spirit of conviction. I pray 
for the spirit of prayer for the spirit of fasting for the spirit of giving for the spirit of seriousness i pray in the name of jesus whatever comes around me to disrupt my spirit to disrupt my faith almighty god i denounce it today i rebuke it today in the name of jesus as you raise up your hands you know personally in your life what has been happening for these years in your spirit and your spiritual life only you can make a prayer to ask God to help you. So wherever you are, I want you to make a prayer personally. Don't make things general. Just don't put things in, in like, oh, Father, you know what I'm passing. No, mention the things. And tell God that change me now. And God will change you. Father.